0: Edition of Mice Cast with your hosts Mike and Greg.
1: Tonight, I knew you were positive, I wasn't ready. Tonight, <laughs> shut up, look the other way. <laughs>
0: we'll, get tonight, it right, we'll get it
1: right one night. <laughs> one night. Uh, tonight, our show is we're going to the mailbag. We've got quite a bit of mail. Thank you for sending it all in. So let's get right to it, and I'll read the first one. Then Mike, you can read one. I'll read. You know, we'll bounce back and forth. We may answer the questions. We may just read them and answer them in a different podcast. We'll, you know, we'll play it by ear. So the first one, it's called "Great Show." Thanks. We know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) From Darren in L.A., California. Woohoo! Local guy. Uh, Love the show. Finally, a Disney podcast that says "fuck" and "bullshit." Let's see. uh,
0: that's Ricky. Ricky Brigante.
1: Yeah, Brigante. Let's uh, see Brigante cross that line. Nah, don't think it's gonna happen. Thanks for the email, Darren.
0: That that's uh that's the inside the magic he's referring to. Okay. All right, let's see. The next one comes from a gentleman named Kevin in Richmond. I'm thinking it might be Richmond, Virginia. Who knows? There's lots of Richmonds out there. He says, Hey guys, I just stumbled across your podcast as I searched Disney in the iTunes Podcast Directory. Sadly enough I found yours near the bottom of the list behind such stalwarts as Inside the Magic and Zippity Doo Pod. And so I rolled the tape because it was the first one of my 10 or so subscriptions to complete updating and I've got to say that after one episode The Haunted Mansion I think your podcast is my favorite Disney one out there.
1: Woo-hoo!
0: Uh, ah that's great. <laughs> Uh, He goes on to say um, that there are a wealth of casts out there that provide some excellent coverage and updates to what is going on in the park, and I have my top casts of those bookmarked and listen to them when I get a chance. But your podcast is great because it combines one of my favorite subjects, Disney, with an interesting delivery, perspective, and line of topics. Boy, he's just stroking us good, huh?
1: Yeah, we're deep thinkers.
0: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Let's see. um, He's a, he's a younger gentleman. He can like take so much of the hand-wringing, stay-at-home moms on the Disney message boards. I feel bad if I ever have to drop a dang-it grenade inside a posted thread, never mind an <laughs> F-bomb, or, no, we're going to skip over what, what else he suggests. He says he'd probably kill a fairy and cause the disappearance of a hidden Mickey. <laughs> That's good. So, so it is this wonderful Friday night that after returning from a week-long service trip from my dental school, I cozy up with a growler of arrogant bastard ale and the pixarization of Disney resorts. Great work, you losers. Kevin in Richmond. <laughs> Thanks for the awesome mail, Kevin.
1: Yeah, that was good. That was good. That was awesome. All right, this one's addressed to me personally, so screw you, Mike. This okay. I've well, got my own. I've got two fans here. The, I'll save the best one for last, but uh, uh <laughs> well, nothing to say. Not to say Todd that your email wasn't good, but uh it here we go. Hi Greg. This is Todd from Lafayette. Hi Todd. Uh Lafayette, uh, I guess that would be um Louisiana. Louisiana, jeez, you guys just went through a bunch of crap down there, I did. Uh, and just wanted to send you an email to let you know I really like your podcast. thanks. we appreciate it. Uh, your discussions are entertaining, and the format and style of the podcast is unique. Well thank you, and we know that yeah
0: Gosh. Can I say that so often you know yeah
1: I know it'll, it'll get old soon uh it's not that boring spew out information like other or styles like others. Don't get me wrong, I pretty much uh, i can 't read my own mail Slow don't down. get me wrong, I like pretty much all the other Disney podcasts, but yours is out of the box. Keep it up for future podcasts i'd like to hear you guys discuss your opinions of Disney parades and firework displays. I think that might make an interesting podcast. thanks again Todd, Fireworks Todd for sure. yeah well we'll talk about that Mike you know Mike sat through a few of the parades i haven 't seen any for for quite a while. My old favorite would you know have to be the uh, the old electrical parade, oh, right. which, you know, just not the same anymore. Uh, fireworks, I do like. Our new Disneyland one is kick ass and it blows away Walt Disney yes. World Magic Kingdom. Yes. Which is, I can't even call Lame. that a fireworks show. Jeez. Lame. Anyways, so again, thanks, Todd. Appreciate your email. Uh, Mike?
0: Uh, let's see. We got one from, where is it? Oh, it's, a, it's from a guy named Mike Hamilton. Uh says, great podcasts. says, I found your podcast the fa- past few days. I just finished listening to number six, um, which is what, Mansion, I think? And have the others queued up to listen to. He goes on to tell us about how he's going to add our podcast information to some other podcast directories for us. Uh, Very cool. Thank you. Yep. And he said, our, list, our show will be listed on the Disney podcast, know that he maintains. So thank you for that. And he says he likes a more frank and adult discussion of Disney and their and their moves on attractions and the parks than some of the other podcasts that are out there. Thanks for the show and keep them coming. Well, Great. Mike, we're going to keep it coming. That's Mike Hamilton.
1: <laughs> Good. At. All right. Thanks, Mike. The next one is from Jonathan, and Jonathan uh, happens to hold the distinction of being our first email also, and he will be the last one we'll talk about the, tonight. The
0: first brave soul to send us something.
1: That's right. Um so we'll most likely continue the podcast talking about his subject because his email was saved for last. And again, Jonathan, that's because you were also our first email. So you, uh, thank you very much. And it is addressed to me, Mike. Sorry. Uh, sorry.
0: Right. I'll get over it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, Greg. I know you guys spent the entire show three on my question, but I have thought of something else that I don't think you guys have talked about yet. Well, what was on number three, Mike? That, that was
0: the mailbag where he talked about the last email he sent us.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> what was the subject? Uh, from...
0: The subject was, I don't remember, we just said mailbag. And
1: we... Okay, what the hell. Anyways. Fine,
0: I'll, you keep reading and I'll tell you what it was.
1: <laughs> Thank you. We've done so many, you know, we're just yeah, these, right. these experienced podcasters. We just can't keep track of our shows. Yeah. Uh, anyways, to continue... What should Disney do with California Adventure? Or better yet, what would you do with California Adventure? Being a Walt Disney World exclusive guy, I have never understood the disdain for DCA. I think that there are some great attractions there, and if some of the locals haven't been to Walt Disney World, there are some great parts of Walt Disney World imported there. I even thought Superstar Limo was a hilariously cheesy and parentheses, on purpose, spoof on the stereotypes of the rich and famous in California. Granted, I'm going strictly on internet videos here, but the park looks to be themed somewhat well and has some, has some great attractions. But it hasn't worked out, and Disney will make some serious changes to the park. I'd love to hear your opinions on this matter. If you decide not to talk about this because you simply don't want to, or because you've already used one of my topics, I fully understand have a good one, Jonathan. Well, thanks, Jonathan. Good, me- good email. And actually, I have, like, I have opinions on everything. I have strong yeah. opinions about DCA and uh, its future and what it should have been, could have been, and the last, what it is now. The last
0: email, Jonathan asked us to talk about our favorite attraction in each of the U.S. parks.
1: Oh, yeah, that was a good one. That, that, that was that, fun. That, that was fun, uh, and I think we. I think I had more than one, but...
0: Yeah, you couldn't let it go at just one. You had to have your runner-up,
1: I, I couldn't. like the Special Olympics,
0: <laughs> yeah. everyone's the winner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, anyways, uh, is that is that what we're going to do tonight, talk sure. about uh, wow. DCA? Because Alan? I do go to DCA a lot. And, uh, so do I. I. I like DCA.
0: So uh, do
1: They cheesed cheese out on uh, on some parts of DCA. Some parts are, so are, are, are excellent, actually, so... Let's talk about what should have been, though. Uh, DCA should have never been. I guess it's almost like a bastard child. Um, It wasn't planned, but here it is. Uh, Westcott. We were supposed to get kind of a West Coast version of Epcot. Epcot. Westcott. And I guess the reason they could call it Westcott is because Epcot doesn't mean what it used to be. Uh, It's just now a name of a place instead of an acronym for an idea that Walt Disney had. So it had some great attraction planned. Uh, Ron Dominguez was working hard to get it approved with the city and the community. And at some point, uh, at least according to what Ron Dominguez said, need ticket, the project just basically got too large and too expensive, and they bailed out. And, un- well, Make fortunately or unfortunately, where we ended up was uh, Disney's California Adventure.
0: Makes you wonder how much money they they spent on the concepts and the drawings and the design for Westcott before they said, oh, we got to put the brakes on this.
1: You know what? I don't know that that is much of a consideration. Now, Disney has something they call blue sky meetings, which uh, it's, it's kind of like the white sheet of paper uh, concept. Uh, there are no boundaries when you're first designing and and uh, speculating thinking up the new things it's it's, you know, it's the sky's the limit that's why it's called blue sky and really that's that's a small cost to pay i mean you're talking really hourly you know time, salaries yeah. uh, uh some reproducible type stuff uh, if you've ever been to Imagineering and I know you have. <laughs> Uh, just like I. You talking talking to me? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to you. (laughs) Who do you think I'm? Who else is in this freaking room (laughs) with me besides you? you You're talking
0: talking to the can hanging in front of you. You know, I think you're talking to
1: the listeners. Well, I am talking to the listeners, but okay. Both Mike and I have had the pleasure of multiple tours at 1401 Flower Street in Burbank. Hey, what a segue. I was just talking to Mike before the, the podcast. I am toying with, and well, I've actually done a couple of practice ones, but I haven't been satisfied yet. I'm going to do a solo podcast called 1401 Flower, obviously named believe, after the address. I can't, can't believe, believe what? I'm going to plug my own podcast?
0: You're going to pimp our time for your stupid podcast. I, I'm
1: going to pimp it. <laughs>
0: can wait to the end at Stup- least? Did
1: you did you say stupid podcasts?
0: Well, oh, I haven't heard it, so I have to assume that it's the lowest common denominator, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, bastard. <laughs> Anyways, this podcast is going to be about strictly about my ideas of imagineering. Um, a little less PG, a little more. Uh, these are my ideas. Though tonight we're gonna talk about my ideas or mike's and i's idea for dca uh that is a spin-off one look for that coming down the pipe soon if i can just get some free time in the studio without everybody around here popping in and out and bugging the crap out of me uh i'll try to get it done but anyways um what were we talking about oh yeah dca disney imagineering it's
0: supposed to be westcott
1: yeah, cool. well, I was, well, we were talking about how much money they expended on the, the original design for for Westcott, and you know, and we'll tell the the listeners out there, there are so many ideas that we've seen while on tour at West or, well, at imaginary, at Imagineering that you just, and, that never make it anywhere. I mean, it, it's and some of them I, I thought were Pretty great, good. and they, yeah, they they just. For whatever reason, it doesn't float somebody's boat, doesn't blow somebody's skirt up, and you know they end up on the shelf. Now, sometimes they show up in a different park, or uh, parts of an idea show up as a pre-show to another attraction. They, they sometimes find ways of recycling some of these ideas. Um, sometimes they don't. I mean, Space Mountain was originally... Uh, conceived for Disneyland. Uh, technology wasn't advanced enough. There probably wasn't the funding. Uh, recently listened to a nice little interview with Marty Scalar who um, explained how Space Mountain came to be at Walt Disney World. Uh, so it, it, it was a good story. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, that's that's what Imagineering is about. Just thinking up these things. It's like a, you know, a, Think tank of brainiacs trying to figure out what they can do to uh, for the next thrill or entertainment at the parks. So that's their job, and uh, and that's what it is. But California Adventure, I like the park. I've always kind of compared it to Disneyland when it opened in '55, as far as how many attractions versus how many uh, shops and restaurants there are. It took. Disneyland quite a few years to really grow up its um, its attractions which, by the way in the beginning were pretty much called rides. They, yeah. it's, a, it's another little thing I heard from Skolar in, in an interview on one of the other podcasts uh, out of the Disney Corporation from, from the man or the mouse, if you will. Uh, they that, call them rides, yes. Yeah, well people didn't want to ride some things because they were rides, and they were kind of relating them to uh, like the steel roller coasters or, or the rides in other, um, uh, I don't want to call Tra- them amusement parks. Traveling,
0: but, uh, carnival uh, things. You know, yeah, exactly.
1: So they did come to the front, and they wanted to buy a ticket for, give me a ticket for the mine train, give me a ticket for the, the Columbia, give me a, and they didn't really understand the concept. So they, they thought, hmm, we're trying to tell a story here. How can we do this? Well, we have these attractions and these these experiences. So they tried to sell it that way, so they lived and they learned Um, some would say they didn't learn enough because they came up with DCA but uh, (laughs) Uh, one of the big big complaints I've always heard and and is rumored to be a big change at DCA right now is to have more of a berm to entry where you don't see through into the park and I know we've discussed this in the past uh, Disney MGM Studios you can see right into the park uh, Epcot, you can see right into the park. Uh, Animal's Kingdom, you know, you kind of can't. There's so much frickin' foliage around there. Uh, but Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom are unique ideas that was leaving, you know, the present and going to the fantasy. I don't think the other parks are sold In that on bank. that concept. Oh. They're they're sold on entertainment, but a different type of entertainment. That's right. So I don't think the berm necessarily has to be there, though I'd like to see a little more shielding from the surrounding area. That's that's really the big problem at Disneyland, and why <laughs> though they call it the you know I, I have a I have a little bit of a problem with the Disneyland Resort and Disneyland Park. I don't like the way it sounds for one. Uh. It's it's not a true resort like I think of a resort. Disney World's a resort, you're out. You're out away from things. Sure. Um, You got a lot of golf club resorts. They're out like the ones in Arizona, not close to a whole lot of things. They're just kind of out on their own. Disneyland is it's in too much of suburbia or urban, you know, surroundings to be a resort in my mind. And the big problem that you know they have keeping people on property is there's not enough property to keep them on. You only have. You know The two, two, three hotels, it's just not like Disney World where you can lock them in. So to call it a resort I think is is misleading, and I know what they're trying to do is they're trying to get people to come stay there for multiple, multiple days and just do their stuff. So I don't think DCA should have to stand on its own. We've talked about that in the past. I think it's, you know, in the resort concept, which I just talked against, It's it's going to get people strictly because it's right there across the esplanade from – uh, sure Disneyland and
0: especially and when they they close the, the, to
1: me that's okay
0: especially when they close the that's, gates of Disneyland because there's too many people in there oh
1: god yeah that happened <laughs> to me once
0: you've just spent your sixty bucks or excuse me fifty eight bucks whatever it is I'm sorry you can't go in but we have a we have a, we have a booby prize across the way
1: yeah well i I forgot what i took my son and one of his friends and yeah, we had annual passes, so I, I don't even know if they would have let us in if we would have walked up to the gate. That, that's an interesting question, but we couldn't buy his ticket if we asked for park hoppers. So, uh, you can't go to Disneyland. It's full. It's what? Wow. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that happen to me before. And uh, In fact, that was a complaint when I was a cast member sometimes. Why don't they close the gates? We're, you know, we're, we're uh, oozing out the seams and it's a zoo but I know what I just felt like when I took, you know, my son and his friend when we couldn't go in. It's like, what do you mean you can't go in? I've never heard of Disneyland selling out. It just seemed seemed like an odd concept. But for those on the inside, they probably appreciated no more people coming in. No kidding. But, but anyways,
0: it's usually done too late.
1: Yeah. Anyways, we ended up over at DCA. Um, so anyways, back back to that part. You know. Tower of Terror is a great attraction, though I think they really went cheap on the the facade. They cut, they cut
0: the corners. I, on I,
1: it. I thought it was great. What's that
0: they cut too many corners on it?
1: Well, yeah, I thought it was great until I went to Disney World and rode theirs. No kidding. And then I was well, like, oh.
0: It's usually, you know? you know, they have a history of a second generation attraction being better, or learning from their mistakes and making improvements from the first one.
1: Wait, wait, are you really going to say that after all of our previous podcasts?
0: What? We've said that.
1: Pirates of the Caribbean light.
0: Okay. There's exception to every rule. Okay, <laughs> But, you know, and it may not always be, their, their improvements may not always be in the, in the, in the, the show or the riot itself. Maybe it's in the queue.
1: Space Mountain.
0: The way they line the stuff up. Yeah, see, I like ours better, and ours was second.
1: You like ours better, really? Yes. Are you mm-hmm. high?
0: No, I'm not high. I like ours better.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I don't like I don't like sitting in Matterhorn bobsleds on Space Mountain.
1: Well, yeah, where I guess I get, you, where I get the yeah. feeling
0: we get ejected the, the, yeah, the next the, time the, I hit a turn. You know, the
1: first the first Space Mountain I rode on was at Walt Disney World because I would actually done that when I was twelve in 1975. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and ours didn't open in '77. I think Memorial Day weekend was the official opening. I think I've told that story one, two, three yes, times.
0: Yes, yes. But, so, but anyway. It,
1: so, oh, should it, I keep going?
0: No, no. And,
1: okay. Uh, it's a small world. I'm, I'm going three for three right now. No, you don't mean, agree with me. Mean, what
0: do you mean? It's, you're
1: going small three world four. at Disney World. Oh, well, the facade sucks at Disney World. Yeah, looks but like, you, it looks like a dark ride. Now, the inside, I like it, the way. It was yeah. to the
0: right that the water goes yeah. all the way to the edge of the scenes. You can't see down yeah. to the to the painted floor, or a ladder that some worker didn't quite hide behind, you know that cardboard cutout.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> the facade sucks, though.
0: So, but the ride, the ride experience, what's inside is better.
1: The the, the ride experience well, is not bad. So, uh, yeah. somewhat
0: better. You know, I like I like pirates in in Florida for their for their little parrot out front that you know.
1: Yeah, peg leg parrot. Yeah, know, that doesn't parrot, stop The bare chest right? with the uh, tattoo yeah, with the on it. Tattoo on his
0: yeah. chest. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's <laughs> pretty funny. Their 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 show building, I think, is very cool. That the queue is is uh, interesting. I, yeah. I do like it. But what they put uh, inside
0: the building is stupid. You're, I agree. You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but
1: here I know ours. all those out there are probably offended, especially the ones that have never been on ours. But you know, ours just is better. That's all there is to it. And I hear Paris's is, is probably even a step up. They actually have the the sword fighting pirates, yeah. uh, which I'd love to see. I heard some audio the other day on I don't know if it's Park, it wasn't Park Hopper, whoever, whichever those ones. It always plays right audio, but they were you know the, the, it goes a little bit different. They end up you know with the um, the skeletons are the end rather than the beginning so in ours rather than um experiencing what's going to happen to you if you don't you know if you live the pirate's life you get to see them live the pirate's life and, and then, then up, so. see what happens okay. to them so it's kind of a reversal of roles and to be honest i think our story is partly dependent on the way the line or the um the attraction is designed From one show building to another, what they have to do to get there, I think, is part of it. And Disney World didn't have that same challenge. But I digress because we need to go back to DCA. Sure. Um,
0: The point being, Tower Terror should have been better than the one in in Florida because they've had, what, Well, it should have been at
1: least equal to. And, you know, if you've experienced the one at Walt Disney World, you actually get to move through the hotel and then,
0: Go up uh, one shaft, across and then down
1: another yeah and the capacity I've i've got to guess is much higher the way the uh, ride vehicles rotate versus the way we do it here uh you know the whole you know when you enter the hotel it's it's a much larger lobby area it's it's pretty impressive uh the whole building is impressive you can see it from you know just i always want to say a mile but it's so they kind of cheesed out but you know it's it's a decent attraction still, sure. I think, at Disneyland. And from what I understand, I'm not sure I'm exactly accurate on this, but I think our system was the first one to incorporate the randomizing uh, computer yes. control where you got yes. the multiple drops randomly. Uh, I was standing in line with somebody when I was at Disney World, and she was telling me that when they'd come a few years before, it only dropped you once or twice, and now it you know shoots you up and down in uh, a random pattern. So that, I guess, is a change, and even, they did even have some billboards. Now you get to do this versus <laughs> whatever it was in the past. Yeah, so, um, a Soaring, awesome attraction. You know, it's been yes. uh, copied at Epcot now. It's, it's a great attraction. I, I can't say enough about that. My Here's my problem with Condor Flats. I think Condor Flats theming is... It's superb. I yes, like Condor Flats. Not enough of it. My though. pro, yeah. Well, duh. Uh, my biggest <laughs> problem with Condor Flats. Well, there's, you know, there's, there's one major mistake in Condor Flats, and I don't think the average uh, Joe local or tourist even realizes it. But there is a aeroplane. Uh, I'm, I'm, st- I'm uh, uh, the Havilland Beaver to be, and don't laugh at Beaver. Uh, the Havilland Beaver. Uh, airplane that sits past soaring, past the popcorn cart, right before you're starting to go up. Uh, highway 49. Before, yeah, the Highway 49. That wasn't the area it was planned for. Uh, some, well, I, I don't want to say dumb shit imaginary, because I like imaginary. But someone didn't do their homework, because it was supposed to sit... Just to the left, as you walked into Condor Flats, and there's a kind of a canopy. And if you look at the the, the ground and how it's it's got you know like markers for a, you know taxiway and all that stuff, the plane's too big to sit in that area.
0: It's supposed to sit next to a gas station.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's I think a, I think somebody a... was thinking a Cessna four or 150 because it's it's much too small for a Haviland Beaver. Oh, the paint
0: the, the plane is painted in the same motif as yes. a, a race car inside the gas station up on Allev. Yes.
1: Yeah, 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 so. yeah. And it looks okay where it's sitting, but you're you're kind of going, "Why is why is this plane sitting over here?" It does doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the theming fashion. But there's here, My okay, so my my pet peeve with Condor Flats is there's is no way to expand upon this themed land, it's it's a land that's that's um, it's right for expansion. I, and there's so much you could do with the whole idea of flight and early flight testing and the history of flight. And I have a feeling one of my my thoughts on Disney's California Adventures is it might just go to Disney's Adventures, drop the California name, and then they could, you know, not stick to California theming. So, you know, there's so much they could do there that just can't happen because I don't see Soaring leaving any time in the near future. No.
0: Uh,
1: So I mean, it's an awesome attraction. I I like it a lot. I even like, you know, I don't always eat at Disney fast food, but there, the little uh, test pilot's grill with the X1, the Bell X1 coming out of it, is a fun little place for the photographs they have. Um, That's one of the first. In fact, it's the only fast food restaurant that I know of right now that's got the. You're
0: um, about to say the self-served kiosk. The, right?
1: Yeah, the self-service kiosk where They're you can off. you know, touch screen and all that, and you can slide your annual pass in it to get your discount and they, all that. It's, they it's don't use cool. them anymore. No way. They took it out? Yeah,
0: we just went there.
1: Oh, that's well, the last time it. I went there. But See, I, I don't eat in the park all the time. A lot of times I walk across to Tony Roma's or uh, you know something else or eat on the I way.
0: I don't eat in the park all the time either, but the last time we did was Taste Pilot's Grill and their chili fries. <laughs> Full throttle fries are called. Mm. Full
1: throttle. Yeah, so anyway. Yeah, yeah those are pretty uh, cool. Yeah. Um, I like the background shoot.
0: music too. Background music.
1: What? Oh, background, background music is very good in that area. The, and it's it's, it's very blood. pronounced. You can't miss... The background music in that area, unless you're, you're it's deaf, some I mean, music it's, from
0: it's, the right stuff.
1: Oh, there's music from all music kinds. From Air Force of, One. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, there's really good cool. stuff in there. All right. Oh, I like the big rocket engine that. You know yeah, well, the hot words, days, I'll spew some the steam <laughs> out so you can stand below and cool down. That yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but moving on along Highway 49, at, at this point you get to see uh, Disney's hotel, the um, Grand, Grand California, Grand and Californian, which again, the the theming. The attention to detail and the theme in this park, I think, is is pretty good. Yes. So it does get weak in some areas. As you're coming around now on Highway 49, you, you're on asphalt. Asphalt's broken. They've got those old metal barriers like you, you saw on the old highways uh, along the edge to keep you out of the hotel area. The monorail goes by... um the signs, you know, for speed limit and all that's very cool. And then you have the uh, grizzly rapids off to your left. And there have been some interesting comments about what the grizzly looks like. Is The, the mountain is formed to look like the grizzly bear, which some would say comes off the uh, uh, the state seal, but it looks like he's howling at the moon, too, and bears usually don't. How the moon, um, but on 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 the uh, I think on the seal the bear's kind of looking towards uh, the star, and on I think the state quarter that's going to come out the bears I think the bears also on that I've, I haven't seen that for a while so. Uh, the but has
0: this, Yosemite, the California the, state quarter.
1: Yeah, the, is the bear on there? I can't remember.
0: I don't think so. It's Yosemite. Uh, let's, okay, Georgia. let's move
1: on. I was wrong. Who cares? Um, oh,
0: okay. <laughs> You're wrong, we move on. Okay. Yeah, that, that's right. If
1: you're wrong, I'm going to beat you up over it. <laughs> Don't rub it. Okay. <laughs> now, this attraction, okay, you talk about when the second generation gets better. I think this blows away the one at Disney's um, Animal Kingdom. The Grizzly uh,
0: River Run, yes.
1: It is much better than the Cali River Rapids by far. Though the thing I think is not as good is the ride vehicle. The the one at Disney World you can Throw shit in the middle, so it only gets half as wet. Uh, But the big difference here,
0: so it may it may still work when you bring it out, as opposed to definitely will not work when you if you take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: If if we had those ride vehicles here, um, they would probably get a little wet. See, I guess the difference being at Cali River Rapids, you don't get wet because a couple times I rode on it, I barely got a spritz of water. Every time I've ridden uh, the Grizzly Rapids, I have been nearly drenched. I mean, the, especially if those uh, uh, well, I, those big cannons of water are working at the end. The big uh, yeah, I yeah, can't really think of how like to describe geysers. them. Geysers. geysers coming out of the water. Yeah, if those are gone. Now we do have the free locker system. Uh, if you're going to ride the ride, you can. Uh, I've never used it, but so it's, you don't have to put your stuff in An hour the hour or two, center. Or uh, you stick them in some lockers. You pull out a, I don't know, a little ticket or a key. I, I've never actually done it, uh, but it, it's a very cool, very cool ride. It's it's done very well. The theming's nice. And there's a nice little kind of meandering walkway that a lot of people don't even see. It's not always open, but it kind of allows you to walk back Behind, through the rapids. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very cool. It's, it's, so that's
0: it's where I lined up for when we were waiting for uh, to go into Disneyland on July seventeenth last year.
1: You were insane to go on that day. I, I mean, I used to go every July 17th, or try to work it so I'd get the shit they give to the cast members. But um, dude, I just it, the 50th. I just was. I knew it'd be out of control.
0: It wasn't that bad. We got there at what four in the morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it Wasn't that bad. <laughs> like and how old are your kids in the stroller at four in the morning? You're in, you're oh, fucking insane.
0: They were sleeping. They didn't know any difference. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, you know, but we only got our we got our Mickey ears with the date embroidered on them. We got our free cupcakes. We got you, you know, know, I
1: could go buy a pair of those gold ears and embroider the date on it too. It wouldn't be that sh- tough.
0: Sure you could. How much are you paying? I got mine oh. for free.
1: <laughs> my <laughs> time's worth more than that four in the morning. Oh
0: my gosh, you should have seen there was like six thousand people lined up inside DCA. Oh
1: no, I believe it. There was oh. a lot of insane people out there. It was but,
0: horrible. You know.
1: So anyways, uh now you know and then the, the, here's where they have the little kitty area that I'm you know bored to tears I yeah, go run around, I'll see you
0: later challenge trail
1: yeah, I mean it's kind of cool, the little kids love it I mean there's a zoo in there, there's little things for the you know rocks for the kids to climb and swings and zip, to go on, okay. and they have some storytelling yeah, okay. I think going on in there, so you know that's okay yeah, it's, have, i mean it's, have you
0: seen have you seen the dudes dressed like trees hanging around hanging around the front of that thing?
1: I, I, I used if if I stop there, it's at the churro cart, okay. right outside. I don't go <laughs> inside. Yeah. No, no, no. Not anymore. It,
0: there's a there's by the churro cart between the exit of the challenge trail and down by San Francisco Street. There's a churro cart in between there, right? Well, in there also is sometimes a guy dressed like a tree.
1: I have not seen up it. Up
0: on stilts, and you don't notice him because he kind of hangs out by the fence, right? Yeah. yeah but if yeah. but you, if you get too close to me, he, he starts following you, and it kind of freaky you to have a tree walking around. It's just one of those extra, you know, atmosphere things they like to throw at you once in a while.
1: Yeah, well, that's kind of cool. So, anyways, then you trans, you know, then you do a transfer, which is one of the areas that I think has done the worst. Which they actually, right now, they're improving. Is the little San Francisco Street, which has a pair of restrooms, and that's about it. Uh, They're now, and I've seen pictures on mice, uh, was it mice cast or mice chat? Where my dude. Yes, thanks. Uh, I've also looked at it myself when I was in the park the other day. They're, they're almost looking more like painted ladies from San Francisco. And for those of you who don't know what painted ladies are, look it up. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to hey, tell you.
0: you. You know something? What? I, I I'm reading the email.
1: Okay. Okay. You can't and, do two things at once.
0: And uh, and he's asking us, <laughs> what will we do with DCA? <laughs> Oh, I know and but what, we're kind of, what we're doing is giving a travel log of the damn place.
1: Well, you got to know what we think about it before you know what we Fine. do
0: to it. I'm just sitting there going, you know, this is boring me and I've been there. <laughs> I wonder what it's doing to the people who have it. They have no base of reference.
1: Okay, you want know Okay, here's what I do. Okay, we'll just get right to it. <clears throat> what I would do if I was a Disney Imagineer. First thing I'd do is take Buzz Lightyear out of Disneyland and I would put it in the old I Want to Be a Millionaire play it since that's no longer open and from what I understand it's not coming back. Let's get some of the Pixar into the animation area or the the Hollywood backlot versus Disneyland's Tomorrowland and I have other ideas for the uh, Tomorrowland area. Yeah, put
0: Circle Vision back in there. Yeah, no, that's a good idea.
1: Uh, You know, Circle Vision wasn't exactly the future but it was a... A different film kind of format for the time. So I guess you could say it was ahead of its time. But, you know, let's, let's put that crap over there. So I, that's one thing I would do. I, though that seems kind of dumb now for the money that's been expended to put it over at uh, Disneyland. But if, it, if I had my druthers and Mike, uh, or, or Mike, if lasted gave me the money to do it, that's, I'd probably do that. That, that's one thing I'd do. Um, I'd expand the theming of, uh, the San Francisco area. We've got the um, what is the arch actually called? It was from an exposition I think in San Francisco. That dome. That, the I dome. Know,
0: I know what dome you're talking about. It's yeah, yeah. Exposition Park. I
1: don't right, know the name of the could, dome is, but yeah, it's. I, I don't either. Sure. But that you know that's the entry to the uh, the film, which has been a little edited down because I guess people were shocked that you know they saw people. Well, the seconds before they get blasted to hell by the dynamite. Um, just not the same. You know, it's like dolphin free tuna. It just doesn't have the zip it used to have when it had tuna in it. Um
0: <laughs> dolphin in it. <laughs>
1: so anyways, I would expand uh out on the um towards the, uh I, God, I don't even know what they call the frickin' water there. It's just a big pond of water to me. Yeah, I
0: don't. Think, um, I, don't know if it has a, I don't have it as a name.
1: But yeah. You talk I don't, about the
0: bridge, the bridge over to Paradise Pier. No,
1: no, 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 not there. Um, just out. Okay, we got the dome, and you're kind of working your way towards Paradise Pier. There's no bridge, but there's oh, a little. Okay, that way. There's a little be, shop. There's kind of a dead area. Towards, uh, towards
0: Dinosaur Jack Sunglass Shack. Yeah, I now
1: think, I like okay. Dinosaur Jack. I think that's pretty cool. But right in there, I think I'd make kind of a. Uh, Chinatown, Fisherman's Wharf kind of area. Uh, there's a lot of things you could do with that. Uh, just the shops for one. You know, we got to have d- uh, shops to shop at. So then what um, would you do with the
0: Monterey Bay Cannery kind of stuff then? Oh,
1: see, to... that's on the other side, though. I'm not going that way. I'm going, yeah, but you know, you towards the... but, but I'm you not there about yet. A, but you what? talk
0: about a Fisherman's Wharf type area. Yeah, shut,
1: shut the hell up. All that's right. Monterey. That's not Fisherman's Wharf. They look I same. look at that as, as a, a Monterey Cannery Row area, not... Yes. Yes. Okay, so we're talking about San Francisco here, not Monterey. Okay. I know they're close okay, together. Okay. All right. So, okay, screw it. Just do Chinatown. There's, you know, you could do all kinds of fun things with Chinatowns and, uh, you know, a lot of interactive stuff with uh, – you know, like the dragon parades, things like that. Shoot, Mulan. You know, you could do a Mulan attraction over there. For all like, nah, I uh, no, not no, my no. favorite okay. favorite animation. Uh, we could do something over there. Uh, give me enough time, I'll, I'll I'll think of a good good attraction for you. I'd probably move Dinosaur Jack a little further down because one of the, well, you know what? I'd expand this area probably all the way to Mulholland Drive and just rip the hell out of that stupid roller coaster. I hate that thing. Um.
0: Mall hall madness.
1: Yeah, I hate that roller coaster. It's stupid, off-the-shelf roller coaster. I'm, man. Lou and Bob, come on down. We'll try to ride it. I don't think Lou could even. F- He's too big. I feel like I'm gonna fall out of that stupid thing when they're in it. I mean, and it just. Oh, I just hate that thing. Anyways, yeah, and it's just, you know, it's a carny problem. ride, and I understand that works with the whole Pike kind of uh, idea for Paradise Pier. But you don't like it. So I would probably take this theming of mine all the way down to that area. Move Dinosaur Jack maybe closer to where McDonald's is. Uh, uh, And, yes, you heard me right. There is a McDonald's in Disney's California Adventure, which is way overpriced and no value meals or anything. No.
0: Um,
1: uh, No. And and, and some of the area right here, and I know this will shock people that I want to rip out attractions, but... The Zephyr, though it's kind of a cool looking thing, I don't think it's the really putting Zephyr, a lot of butts that look,
0: Yeah, that looks like it, flying silver dildos.
1: Well, I'm not sure I would have went there, uh, but it's definitely got a Buck Rogers, uh, you know, old theming to it.
0: Ask a cast you know, member what they call it.
1: Uh, <laughs> cast members have great, great ideas of what to call things sometimes, though not usually too politically correct. Uh, no, I'd get rid of that stupid jumping jellyfish.
0: Uh, So, what exactly do with the golden zephyr?
1: You know, why do they call it golden when it's it's silver? I have no idea. Who knows? Um, The zephyr would probably go. I'm thinking, I, I, that one goes down in flames. The jumping jellyfish definitely goes down in flames for me. I understand it's a kiddie ride and the little kids want to go on it. Blah 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 blah. Let them grow up and go on uh, Malibu- the big one. Malibu boomer um, But
0: you need something that hangs out over the water, though. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know I, I'm not sure about the orange ball. What are they, the? the I, I'm too heavy. I can't actually ride on I it. I can't anymore.
0: ride it either. Uh, and
1: I'm not exactly. I'm not a fat guy. I'm just. Uh, I think a big guy. You know? I think
0: it's got like a 200-pound weight limit, or yeah,
1: that's unrealistic. It's... I haven't she weighed that since I was in the service. I mean,
0: you <laughs> no kidding.
1: You know, two ten, I'm in, you know, halfway decent shape. I, I can't, I can't ride that thing. I
0: weighed two or three graduated from high school.
1: What a porker! <laughs> what the <No>. hell? <laughs> yeah, well, you're like, you know, what, five inches shorter than I am, or something. I
0: am not <laughs> five inches shorter <laughs> than you. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> jackass.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I don't know. You know, it's, I'm I'm not that crazy about that little area. You know, it's uh, there's always a bunch of whining, crying kids in that area, and it it drives me insane well, I sometimes. You gotta put them somewhere. You know, they, it's a you know, it's supposed to be a family park. You're supposed to share the experience, but the thing is, you can't really share it because obviously, you can't go on some of those things. <clears throat> But that area needs some reworking, and I like the chinatown uh, san francisco if you're if you're sticking with the california theming, you know if the California theming goes out the window, then it's open to whatever you know, from, to whatever. Um, I know Richard has a big problem with the whole um, pike area, you know where all understand. the midway games are. Oh. Uh, he's hung up on that he says, you know I haven't been able to go backstage because this park. Uh, They hadn't even broken ground, I don't believe, when I left. And he says they are all a bunch of tilt up buildings. And I'm like, so? You know, he knows I'm in architecture now. And uh, I think he was trying to get me to say that tilt up is full of crap. And, you know, tilt up is a great way of building. But he says there's not enough theming to it. It's too cheesy. I said, isn't that what pikes were? I mean, if you were the Long Beach Pike. I can't remember what was up. There was one up by Santa Monica or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, no Pacific, longer there anymore. Pacific Ocean Park. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those. I mean, that's what they were. The uh, what's the one in New York? The, the, the Coney Island. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's what they are. I mean, that's um, they are cheesy. So they could have went cheesier. I actually think they look too good to be a you know a true representation of a pike or anything. But well, dignified,
0: uh, right? Clean and shiny.
1: Sure, sure. I uh, the Maliboomer again that's anybody can put one of those in. I mean that's just uh, another off the shelf type of traction. Hey now uh, now you
0: talked about a berm, right? Keeping keeping the, yes. the environment out. Well you know those you know those those screens that go in front of your face on the Maliboomer aren't to catch a vomit. They're to keep your screams from annoying the neighbors.
1: Yeah, you know what I say to the neighbors? Go to hell. (laughs) You moved in next to a freaking theme park. What do you expect? What do you expect? I mean, I don't think there's a person living there today that can say they were there before Disneyland, so go to hell. Exactly. Um, uh, I, I can remember calls I got when I was in security, sitting in communications what are these freaking fireworks? I mean, they didn't say freaking. I lived here for thirty years and I've never heard these things before. I'm like, you know, lady, you know, <laughs> are you high? Uh, are you off your medication? You know, um, <laughs> you know, what what can you say to something like that? I'm sorry, ma'am. We've been doing this for forty-five years, and uh, <laughs> Walt from the Grave says, uh, "Fuck you." No. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> oh, you know, so those kind of things, yeah. But it's true, yeah, they they are scream shields, and even on the um, um, uh, California Screaming, the roller coaster, which I really they dig, have, they, uh, have they, have, they, have, they have scream shields too, and, and they they've worked them into the theming. You know, I actually like the big mouse ears on the Screaming. I like <laughs> the big Ferris wheel, though. I think you get a you get a short shake on that. Uh, usually on a Ferris wheel, you know, they load it up and then and they just spinners. start cranking the thing around for yeah. a few turns. Yeah. This one doesn't do that. Th- you don't do that. By the time you get back down to the bottom, they're kicking your ass out of it. I I felt ripped off the first time I went on. Uh, my youngest got totally freaked out because we got in one of the, uh, <laughs> the, the gondolas, to move. Um, <laughs> and that is a bit eerie, uh, but the view up there, That's awesome. uh, f- yeah. an architect friend and I, we, we played hooky from work one day and went down there. And I think it was after a rain. I mean, we could see, uh, Saddleback. You could see, uh, you know, Signal Hill. I mean, you could just see forever up there. It was very cool. But, uh, well, it would be can- nice. And, and it kind of goes below the water, too. That's, that, yeah. Effect as your are loading is kind of cool that you're you're below water level. And if you go uh, the,
0: if you go on the non-moving ones, you go up higher than you do if you go on the moving ones. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know uh, what I do to this area. I, I'm not a big fan of midway games. I did, never did like carnies. I'm kind of like Austin Powers in that you know effect. You know carnies <laughs> kind of scare me. Um, and I have a story I won't tell about a carny who really did scare me when I was a kid Good. in high school. He threatened Good. the threatened the hell out of me, but. Uh, Anyways, I like the Screamin' right. I think again here here we get to a dead area. The, the transition around uh, the back from Screamin' over to um, the ice cream shop and and all that, uh, just big, some dead walls. Big
0: know? wall, yeah, with the with the ramp.
1: Well, what is it? It's just the, it's the drive that takes you over to the other parking lot right behind that, I believe. So, yes. Um, I'm not really sure what you know what we could do down in this area. And of course, you know, next thing along the line is Wolfgang Pucks. Uh, restaurant that pulled out because you know who really plans to go to Wolfgang Puck's when you're at Disneyland? They're, their food's already expensive enough for Wolfgang's bucks name to play on or it. Jeez. So, yeah. so now it's Ariel's Grotto or something is another freaking character character dining experience. Um, okay. Never They're been maybe. in there, probably never will get in there. Though uh, the wife said she went in there with one of her friends and the kids one time. You won't find me in there. Um, so I don't I, in that area. I don't. I think what they need to do though is something with the water. Um, Either that there needs to be a show daily or at peak seasons. I guess there, uh, there's some chatter that there might be a nightly show out there. Something needs to happen there. I, I think there's I agree. too much water for nothing, going, nothing on. going on. You've been drawn back here haphazardly because there's no real sinner weenie to draw you into the place and then weenies at the end of these streets. It's, just, it's kind of a meandering way around here. Um don't like it. Something's got to be done back there. I, I that one. You know, I haven't thought of much about California Adventures. I have Disneyland and the Magic Kingdoms and stuff about what I do. Um, I like the Monterey Bay, uh, Cannery Row area a lot. The theming, I think, is great. Though I've been wanting to eat Chinese food, and I've never seen that Chinese restaurant open when I've been there. And I go there a lot. I, I think it's. Uh, nothing worse to me than happy having a facility there, whether it's a ride facility, a shop, or a restaurant, and have it obviously look like it's not being used and closed. Put a wall around it and say you're imagineering something. I mean, that at least would make me feel like you're doing something with it other than just leaving it there collecting dust being empty.
0: Yeah, the, the uh, only the only restaurant that's always open in that area is the the soup place, right? The soup and sandwich place.
1: Ah, uh, the Mexican Mex- restaurant's been oh, open Mexican- every time I've been there. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you're right. That's oh, that bread is uh, that bread's good.
0: And they make you it know. right there too.
1: They they do, and the tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> the tortillas. You know though, you know what I I don't <laughs> like about the tortilla place anymore. Um, you used to be able to just you know, I, all I want to do is go and you know get my sample. They make you stop and watch that pre-show now. You used to be able to just cruise right through, uh, but they closed the doors. Um, But, you know, I know some people have complained. I've heard, you know, just friends, well, it's boring. You know, they got these little shows. It's, again, not unlike Disneyland when it opened. There were a lot of things you just walked through and you saw. They were were exhibits. Uh, I like this part. I I, I think it's kind of cool. Though the area next to it, uh, the farm area, what a waste. I, I, do they ever do anything back there? There's, there's like a food place there, I never see Elton. There's a
0: show. There's a little stage where they do little children's shows. You know where the big tractor is? Okay, you know where the, okay, you know where the water... Right? Uh, I,
1: I know exactly where you're talking about. I've never seen anything happening back there. Uh, come back. And that. then, of course, now we have the Mandavi Wine Place with no Mandavi anymore. Again, great theming for Napa winery type area. Uh, I have not eaten there. Every time I go look at the price list, I think, well, oh, maybe on my anniversary and then we never get back. So... You know, I, I don't you, when, know.
0: When Mondavi had the place, they had the they had the wine tasting with food with your dinner.
1: Again, so Mond, you know, they might have been better off with Thunderbird because who's going in there to pay for Mondavi prices on top of Disney prices already? I mean, it was
0: just... it was fifty bucks a person for this uh, four course wine tasting dinner they had.
1: Did they give you a KY jelly with that?
0: No. The thing about it was <laughs> is that.
1: Is that I went? Hey, Bidding me over. I mean, the first time already paid fifty I, bucks to get in the door, right? Yeah. Oh, the
0: first you. time I went was uh, was with the cast member was working there, and they were getting fifty percent off of everything, so we got it for twenty five bucks a head, which at that point was it was worth it. At that point, you know, twenty five bucks for a sit down four course meal with five glasses of wine, yeah, that that okay. was worth
1: it. If you say so.
0: You don't think so? How much you spend? How much you spend for a meal at Blue Bayou, per person?
1: I don't know. That's been one of my pet peeves. I haven't been able to get in there lately. For
0: dinner, um, you know, you're looking at an eighteen bucks for the entree. No, so no, I no. Get,
1: I, uh, I I understand. I just thought when I heard that you know Wolfgang and Mondavi was going to be there, I wondered about the sanity of that thought because it's just oh, you know it's our.
0: Oh, believe I, you me, it was expensive. Oh. And and for fifty bucks a head, we could never bring ourselves to spend a hundred bucks. My yeah. wife and I had yeah, to do yeah. it at fifty bucks for the two of us, yeah, it's you know all right, once a, you know you don't do it too often, we got to do it twice at the cheap rate before they jacked it back up for cast members sure um, and we one time we did save the hundred bucks we went for our anniversary, and they and Mandami had already pulled out and and Disney had taken over, and that wine tasting thing was gone. The menu had all changed, and that was the end of it
1: That's, yeah i mean yeah it's it's like you know Richard kept telling me that, that uh soap star dinner
0: soap opera bistro yeah.
1: BS thing, you know, and he's oh it's so good it's not that badly priced, share your meal. You know, his answer a lot of time is share the meal. I don't want to share the meal. No, it's okay? not I mean, give you that much food to be shared. Oh he kept telling me it was just boatloads of food. In fact he told me this oh when we went to Disney World we, we shared all of our meals. I'm like I don't believe it. I think you went cheap because you couldn't barely afford it and you shared because you had to uh the last granted, I... when we went some of those meals were large but he didn't eat at those kind of places. Uh cuz when I'd ask him, you know, did you did you do this? Uh no, we didn't do that or did you eat this? No, we didn't do that. They they were eating like the the hot dog and weenie places and <laughs> sharing it. So I think he's full of shit. The but anyways, time, the last
0: time I ate at a place that was not buffet in a Disney place where I thought I got a lot of food was Big Thunder Ranch.
1: Yes. We've talked about that before, but and, you know what? That's not and, DCA and you're getting you're telling me right. I'm off track all the time. And the, the, and the hoop
0: doo and the gave you tons oh, of food yeah, too. The hoop
1: doo was cool. I I've got to do that again sometime. All right. Anyways, all um I like the Bugs Life. I uh, you though you know this is here's my complaint about Bugs Life. I, I think the theming's good when you get down into it, and God forbid that I would have ever had to stand in that queue line all the way out to the front. Oh my That's gosh. a can you imagine? They were so, you know, at the Tree of Life, we got in a huge line, and I, don't, I still haven't figured out, there's only one theater in there as far as I know, how it kept moving. The line never stopped. It kept moving all the time. I just never quite figured that one out. But uh, I can't even imagine standing in the full queue of oh, Bugs well, Life they, at DCA.
0: They don't have that problem anymore.
1: <laughs> no, they don't. But what I don't get is, I mean, Unless you really, you know, what do they say? Uh, uh, RTFN, Uh, read the fucking manual. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't even know it was there. It would be so easy to pass up and not know. There's, and they consider that a major attraction. Yes. That it's not there.
0: They've resorted to parking. They've resorted to parking uh, characters out front of it to
1: get you to stop. Yeah, I mean, put a big bug out there, or something. They have. They have. They
0: have. I've seen flick out there.
1: No, 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 no. I mean a. Has some kind of permanent icon oh <laughs> uh, not, not a you know sorry you know a little short girl walking around in a costume okay. um and then of course they added the um the little Flick. bugs life play area for the kids in the back what's it called flicks flicks Flick fun something. fair i yeah. mean some of the theming semi kind of okay but it's got a few rides yeah, in i it mean the, the kids have to be really small this is like this is like a you know a busy version of Toppers. camp snoopy at uh and not. So you, they, you'd you be hard pressed to have the adults ride some of these things. Oh. Uh, and it's really for small kids. I haven't been back there in years. Um, we
0: go back so to get, let the kids play in the, in the water feature that's yeah. there.
1: So, again, now we've travel logged the whole place. Um, uh, my next major big thing that I would do is eliminate the Timon parking lot, which I gotta say, I kind of like if you can get into it and it's not full. because – it's, it's not the big structure, and it, it, you can kind of get in and out fairly easy. But I think they need to expand the, the out from the Hollywood area behind Tower of Terror and uh, do a rock and roller coaster or something like that. I think uh, the park could definitely use another uh, coaster. I think that would be all right. Uh, the indoor coaster experience was, was pretty cool with rock and roller coaster. Uh, though from some of the chatter I've heard, Aerosmith has had a deal to only do two of them. And they've done the two them, one in Paris and, and the one at uh, Walt Disney World. Well, you know, um, the, the so concept
0: of a roller coaster inside a building is not, uh, you know, the Aerosmith business is the the music and the supposed story of getting from one spot to another. So. Yeah,
1: I, I've i heard some rumors that they might want to do it with No Doubt. And when somebody told me that, because they said, oh, you know, No Doubt's a local band. Uh, that's, that's true. They are from Orange County. They've got, you know, the Tragic Kingdom. You have know, that's, I could just see them playing Tragic Kingdom uh, through <laughs> that ride. Um, uh, no doubt exists no more. So why would you s- sign up a band that no longer exists? Exactly. I mean, uh, I know Gloria, uh, what is it, Or what's her name? You know, Gloria Estefani. Es- oh, Gwen Estefani, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I know some guys that just, every time they see her, just, uh, they're drooling. Uh, well, you know. She's okay.
0: Different strokes are different folks.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true by something you showed me earlier, but we won't go into that. <laughs> I don't know
0: what the hell you're talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I, I like. I think people would like rock and roller coaster out here. Um, I, I'd like to see another big AA ride. I'd like Do to see some, yeah. something on the the order of uh, Spaceship great or great movie ride. Uh, something like the great movie ride, but uh, a little more contemporary. I mean, a lot of this stuff in the great movie ride are are uh, very old, um, old movies. Uh, I'd like to see something more current. I could actually see, to tell you the truth, DCA converted into uh, a studio theme park, though you know you're not gonna have a backstage tour and some of that stuff. Um, uh with the tram, though the tram tour Disney World I think is a waste now. But uh you could you could turn that whole park into a studio and turn every one of those kind of attractions themed around uh, you some know movie. some kind of movie or movie experience. This is how we make this, this is how the special effect there, la la la, whatever. Um it wouldn't be too far of a stretch. And in fact my wife commented when we went to the Disney MGM studio, she goes, This this feels like California adventure to me. Or vice versa, you know. So, you know, that's that's always a possibility there also. But we, we do need. I'd like to see another big AA ride. I, I uh, you know, they, they, I, you know, they could do Thunder Mesa. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think that was uh, a tragedy or game that Thunder Mesa never got built at Walt Disney World. And in fact, they put in Pirates in lieu of Thunder Mesa when Pirates wasn't originally slated to be on the list of attractions for Walt Disney World. It was supposed to be um, this 100%. water ride with oh. the uh, western theme. And there's some great artwork I've seen with it. You know, you're, you're being held up by uh, three bandits on their horses. And on the Michael horses had have bandanas, the too. Yeah. And the, hor- the, the horses have the bandanas, too. Yeah, it's sure. great Disney um, characters and animals and stuff, not unlike uh, America Sings. I think America Sings was... Uh, um, a decent replacement for Carousel of Progress at Disneyland. And unfortunately, um, it's seen its days also. Uh, but an AA attraction, like the Great Movie Ride, right, I think would be a welcome addition, too, sure. because, you know, the the, the, limo, <laughs> the limo, the superstar limo, I I actually have to believe was, I'm going to go on record and say it's the worst attraction that, that any Disney bad. park has ever Put in. Um, Sorry, say John, what you want that, about the crew ride, bad. but um, that was the absolute worst ride ever. I mean, I know our email says something that it doesn't look that bad on video, and it might not, but to have experienced it, it was truly a horrible <laughs> ride. It was, it was bad. Now, the Monster seems pretty good. They use the same ride vehicles, they didn't really change that much. In fact, I bet you. The uh, ride track layout is probably a identical, identical, yeah. and they just work with it. But that's okay. I mean, I think it's a fine job. That freaking line's been wild now. I'm glad I caught it early. I uh, just have to catch it on an off-season day, I guess. It, it's been pretty busy lately. Um, you know, the animation building over there is kind of cool. I, You know, Muppets, you know, Muppets I, I don't really – Yeah, it's you know, an okay thing. I don't, I don't do thing, Muppets, yeah.
0: You know, I've always liked California Adventure's uh, details, Lots of details.
1: Yeah, well, I, the, you know, they did good detail. This is just a shame of California Adventure. There's some really fine depth and detail in some areas. And you go to uh, Tower of Terror, and though some of it's there, it's not all there. And then uh, the Paradise Pier area, some of it's there, but the full richness and depth of it isn't there.
0: It's almost like there's more towards the front. Unless, yes. as you oh, move yeah, yeah. back, because like the oh, yeah, Hollywood Picture Backlot area and all the doors, all the names of little businesses that are there, you know, uh, what mm-hmm. is it, uh, the Hair Place, the, Yeah, I
1: like that hair one, <laughs> uh, Ben Hair,
0: yeah, Ben Hair, yeah. then there's Film Noir, the <laughs> Phil M. Noir, the uh, oh, you know, the you know Detective, was, you you know? yeah, 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 no. yeah, here okay. it is.
1: I was actually was thinking this the other night when I was practicing for the 1401 Flower podcast, um. And now I'm giving away some of the stuff that I was probably going to talk yeah, about there.
0: Don't do it. Don't do it.
1: But I'm going to anyways. Uh, because what if that one never goes off the ground and they never have a chance to hear it? There used to be a yet another food location. That's the one thing I commented when I first went to California Adventure. Everywhere you turn, there's a food location. Everywhere eat, you yeah. turn, there's a place to buy something. Which, I mean, you know, that's that's – Okay, if that's your concept of what a Disney park is, and you know, Walt knew how to sell and feed you when he opened the park in '55, so there's no reason, you know, in 2001 we can't do the same thing. Um, yeah, they, there was a food place that I actually never experienced. I, uh, my cast member friend walked me through it, and it was open, but we weren't eating. Uh, it was kind of a, like a backstage.
0: It was a sound or a with, or little, sets. Little, sets with the, little
1: sets, and it was all different, you know, areas, different types of food at these the different food court, yeah, food court, pizza, burgers, and, yeah, exactly. And I thought the theme in there was really rich. I, th- I thought it was nice. And then they used it as a preview room for Tower of Terror before it opened. Um, and there was this great mural on the wall uh, outside oh, yeah. by of LA. Um, l a two thousand forty or two thousand twenty i don't know Or, 2400, 2420. I mean, or it was, 24. that that might be it
0: it was way in the future yeah
1: it was great it's gone not there anymore it's i i'm gone disappointed discovered i think it's gone i because i it looks gone regardless there's an area pretty pretty big area that i think is ripe for some kind of an attraction um you know, we don't need an, I don't think we need another food court there. This, you know, the the award wieners is just around the corner. I love that name, by the way. Too, that's it's a cool little show. I, I'm not sure, actually, never eaten there, but the size of those hot dogs are something else when you walk by. Um, and you've got oh, uh, you know, well, there's some stupid one of those kiddie shows right there at the old diner where they had the uh, playhouse Disney. Uh, the playhouse Disney. Hey, you know what they could bring in there? I, I like the. Um, uh, the 50s Cafe at Disney MGM. Oh yeah, that would be a, a pretty, you know, it, see that's the kind of food place I'd pl- pay a little money, more money for because it's it's, it's fun. An
0: experience, yeah.
1: A, oh, you know, Sci-Fi Diner. Should, that, sure. that could go. That could go back into that food court uh, that's going out. Um, because those are dining experiences versus just an expensive dinner.
0: Exactly.
1: That, that's an experience. It's, it's as much of an attraction as some of the attractions. Uh, to me, I mean, we. I don't know. I couldn't tell you how long we stayed in the sci-fi dining, uh, in Florida. We we stayed there a long time. because um, it was just a fun fun atmosphere to be in. Uh, so those are some of the thoughts I would do. I mean, I, I would definitely come up with some more attraction ideas, serious ideas. And I think there's got to be some better draw than that water fountain when you walk in with the big sun. The I know surf. some people are mesmerized by that little surf wave going back and forth. Oh. And it does nothing for me. It's a there's weak, no, it's a weak there's, entrance.
0: There's no weenies. There's, no weenies there's,
1: no, there's weenies. no weenies. there's only award wieners, and it's not a weenie.
0: I mean, uh, it says, okay, if you go down pat, back lot, the, the, the cyclotron, the mural at the end, that's not a weenie.
1: No, but you know what? That's a great picture. I've I've got sure. some nice, and we've posted some pictures shooting down that street. And the theming again in that area, the, down to, you know, the the ground you're walking on, looking like a street in L.A. They did it really well. They imitated a Frank Lloyd Wright building, which is in, where the restrooms are, which <laughs> toilets. Yeah. Hopefully, that's not a um, a tribute to his architecture by making it a toilet, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's not great. It's not the greatest imitation of architecture, but it's not bad. I mean, it, I, it gets you the idea that it's, it's a world famous architect if you knew who he was. The only, um,
0: the only thing that could be construed as a weenie is either the Ferris wheel or the Malibuber.
1: Well, I think uh, Tower of Bearer is a weenie sure. because you can see it from so far away that you know you've got to weave back through here somewhere to get there. Though what I don't like about it is you're back there and you turn around and. Okay, you're you're looking at the back of a show building. They've put some windows on it. Uh, Is that supposed to be like, you know, being on the back lot of some studio where you see the office building? I don't think that was really thought through quite enough.
0: You see the stairs, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, on the one uh, for the Hyperion, it's supposed to, I think, look like that. It's a facade uh, because, you know, over just down where Ben – Ben Hare is, and, mm. and uh, on the other side of Monsters Inc. It's all made to look like uh, a, a a set, yeah, yeah, yeah studio set. So uh, you see the back sides of them and all that, and that's fine. That that works for me. Uh, but we need a, a large AA attraction, a Pirates, a Mansion, I something so. of that I caliber, agree. a great movie ride. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a little shy of. I've got it. Put a couple of right ideas together in full, and I'm still a little hesitant to give those out. Don't,
0: don't, no, no, okay, I'm
1: not, not at least not at this podcast. I, I might spill the beans on another one, but they need a large attraction in this park, and um, it could be from a Disney movie. It doesn't have to be. It could just be a totally unique concept, like Soaring, which was a, a totally awesome unique. Topic. Yeah, it was, and it was a unique concept to do. Uh, so that's what I would do. I, I wouldn't give up on California Adventure. I think it's got potential.
0: Well, it's not like they're going to close it.
1: God, I think yeah. there's a lot of people who would like to see it closed. Um,
0: Those are purists.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Like we've talked about the purists. Sometimes I don't think they know what the hell they're talking about. They're well,
0: they may. You know, just they're not. They're not thinking logically. They're. It's an emotional argument for them, and when you can't argue with an emotion, it's.
1: No, that is true. I mean, if God, if 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 we actually went with the purists, the, you could almost call them Disney fundamentalists.
0: Um,
1: we could start calling them DFs. We'll just, you know, <laughs> coin a term. The, the DFs out there. Um, if we were to go with the the thinking of the DFs,
0: <laughs> every time you say that, I don't think of Disney fundamentalists. I
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, it kind of works both ways. Now that you mentioned that, sure. So let's go with that line. I like it. We'll, we'll use DF. I'll have to write that down so I remember it. Um, <laughs> if, okay, stop laughing. Look the other way because if you keep looking at me laughing, I'm not going to be able to finish this. It's from Yeah. If uh, if we went along the route of how the the DFs think, <laughs> you stop it. <laughs> uh, so let's let's put ourselves in in Walt's spot right now, and he's still alive. He's a hundred something years old. And he's out there, you know, somebody's pushing around in his wheelchair. Or, you know, knowing him, he'd probably have you know, one that he large. can control himself. But um, anyways, let's no, let's go back a few years. He's in good health. He's walking around the park, and, you know, he's doing that thing where I've heard Wally Bogue tell a story, and he's waving his hands, and Roy's faint because how much he's going to spend. You know, and the, and the word starts getting out that, you know, the Matterhorn's being torn down because he's come up with something else. And and on top of that, he's going to take out Storybook and Alice in Wonderland. He's just doing a totally total rehab to this area. And people, oh, we can't have that. No, no, we have to keep the the mansion or maybe the, the Matterhorn the way it is. We we can't lose Alice in Wonderland. Oh my God, you can't take Storybook Land out. That's been there since the beginning. See, I mean, this th- is the kind this is the kind of arguments we're getting. Oh, you can't take Pirates out. You can't change Pirates. This is a unique classic attraction that Walt touched. I'm sorry. Almost everything Walt touched, he changed, tore down, and redid. I mean, the, he, the
0: thing he, is, there's a trust. I would trust Walt if he said, "Rip out Matterhorn," which is a one-of-a-kind Disney attraction. It's nowhere else in any any other park. Even if he said, for something like that, "Rip it out," I got a better idea. You would trust him. You would trust yeah. Walt to say that. You would trust. Yeah, it's going to be. Well, better. Would you, you know,
1: I still got to go back to original Disneyland and some of the rehabs, and look at some of the. I mean, really, the loser attractions that. He said okay to. Um, But I mean, they were good ideas at the time, but just things that didn't work. And I think we got to give the benefit of the doubt to some of the people that are still working for the park. Sometimes they come up with ideas, i.e., like Superstar Limo. It didn't work. In fact, that would just suck. But, uh, you know, you can't hit a home run every time, and that's why Disney says they have so many ideas on the shelves because they just weren't good enough. So if you try to keep the standards high... And my thing is you don't rip it out until you have a replacement. That's just my rule. Don't close down an attract. Well, on the other hand, if it's costing you more than the potential um, gain is, you know, if, if it's if it's costing you 25 cast members a day's salary plus the electricity on a building that no one's coming in to see an attraction, close it. But if you're going to close it, don't just let it sit there. Close Either it and tear jump, it down on a, jump
0: on a replacement real, right away, yeah.
1: Put the walls up to say you're imagining. It. Do something to make it look like it's just not an empty shell of a building. That that drives me insane. It really looks like the company has no focus when that kind of stuff happens. Um, but I think there is enough uh, smart people. If they could, if whatever's holding back in the last few years can be taken care of. If it's you know if Lasseter coming in, it's going to help. If if, if Matt Weeman is helping out. Uh, if Iger's going to let the purse strings open a little bit, you know, w- w- however it's going to work, I think at some point you got to take a chance and a risk. That's what Walt, you know, grew up doing is taking chances and risks. Uh, look how long the mansion, just the building sat there because they really, you know, they were going through different iterations of what they six were going to do. Is
0: it six at, years, five, six years? You All know, talking yeah.
1: about a weenie that sat there that people just couldn't wait to find out what it was going to be like. And and it it opened up after he was gone already. Yeah. Uh, though it was you know in production uh, in some manner or form uh, for a long time. Uh, I I think at some point you just gotta. He, Walt's dead. Get over it. Uh, a lot of people have, still are thinking like he's alive, but they have a misconception I think of what he was about or how he would do things. He would take a risk and a chance. And, you know, California Adventure wasn't that risky and that chancy because they didn't really no, no. push the they, edge like they could have. Westcott was, I think, pushing and chancy. In fact, Epcot, you know,
0: no, there's some people don't who, who... rambling.
1: I'm don't, not. I'm just going to... The analogy that some don't people don't even stuff. think Walt could have made his idea of Epcot work. But the Disney people took their chance on a theme park that was off the model of what they had established under Walt with Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom, because he was involved with the you know the concept and the designing of the Magic Kingdom for Disney World. So when they did Epcot, that was a whole new concept for them and how they were going to entertain, wouldn't you say? Yes. Okay, so could DCFA, DCA have been a wonderful, huge hit? Sure. Sure. But something... Win amiss. Now, you know, I have the problem with. I'm living in California. I've been to all these places. I guess I've been lucky enough that I've been to all the locations they're trying to portray. I, I know some people that literally have not been out of the greater Los Angeles area. Have never seen San Francisco. Have never been to the Redwoods. Have never been to Big Bear. Have never been anywhere. And, and it's really a shame. And, and these aren't expensive trips. I mean, it's um, but. We we have a shoot, We do have a huge state. It it and it takes over eight hours. Ao- God, what would it take it end to end in our from state to, from north to south? Well, yeah. I mean, I used to and drive from Sacramento to uh, uh, the Huntington area in about seven hours. Yeah,
0: uh, and you got another seven hours drive past Sacramento to the border of Oregon. So
1: yeah, you've That's got a de- yeah, you've got a little bit of ways to go. So. That was my problem with the whole California thing, though. I, I've grown to like the park. It's no Disneyland. I, I'll be honest, no. it is no Disneyland, but it's, I think it's got potential. I, I I think people underestimate what can be done if if they just take their chance and and do some big attractions. You know, look at all the shit that uh, Euro Disneyland took, which is now oh Paris Disneyland, yeah. and it is it's it's. Turned around, it's it's making money. But you know, the other thing that people got to keep in mind is you have to have a longer outlook on your ROI, because um, that's return on investment for for you Neanderthals out there. Um, you can't spend like in Paris a billion dollars and expect to make it back in the first year. I read some stats that said that Ural Disney had more people through its gates in the first year than any of the other parks did on a, in an a opening year. That's pretty impressive. Yes. But the other stats that said uh, the Europeans weren't buying, buying. the souvenirs like the, they, the Americans do or the tourists do here in, in the States, they weren't eating all the food that they thought they would, that was the bigger difference, but the park is, from all the pictures i've seen are it's a beautiful park it's it's very well done you know there there's where you know you can say eisner really let the purse strings open you know they did get investors obviously but
0: still around uh, they development yeah
1: i mean they they did a great job with that park um i know roy was a little unhappy with uh adding the uh, uh the studio and it may have been the timing more so of the studio. I don't know. I've never talked to Roy, so I don't know what his uh, personal <laughs> angst against it is. I, I think he just thought uh, we hadn't had we it well established. yeah, we weren't, weren't ready for the second gate. Um, so I say you give it time. it's it's I know it's five years is you know, not a long time, it's definitely not a short time. But you know, I'll put the purse strings, develop a couple major attractions and I think it will continue, I think it could grow to stand on its own, but I don't think, I would never have an expectations of it to stand on its own. We've, we've done a podcast no. about the Disney World park standing on their own. I think it's part of the greater uh, experience of Disneyland or Disney World to let parks feed off of each other.
0: No one's going to come to Anaheim just to go to DCA.
1: Not in its present state, no. But I think it could grow to a park that people, say, you know, we're going out, to Disneyland, but God, we cannot miss California Adventure. Sure, sure. You know what? We're, we're going to skip going to Knott's Berry Farm because it's a piece of shit, but you know, <laughs> we're going to, we can't miss DCA. Exactly. Where before they're probably going to say, hey, I've got to go to that jelly place that's been, I've been spreading on my, my bread for the last 10 years at, you know, uh, Joe's place. Uh, I want to see what this place is all about. Now they're going to say, no, nah, you know, I don't have the time, and look, this is right here, and its I hear it's great. Well, it's not quite there yet, I don't think, but I, I think it's its close. Yes. Um, I think it's really close. Good. So I don't know if that answers our question. We're, we're probably almost an hour on this 15, podcast.
0: One in 15.
1: Hey, but, but you know what? You know, you were really worried about the one we went, what, an hour in 20 minutes?
0: Dude, we went from 45-minute podcast to an hour and a half.
1: Okay. <laughs> and what th- – hey, <laughs> I <laughs> saw something. I think it was on the uh, our podcasting network, net.com, whatever that name uh, is. How about, that, how
0: about this? Disneypodcastnet.com.
1: I think one of the posts was how quickly that show went by. Okay. You thought we rambled on forever.
0: Well, Obviously, we'll at,
1: least, at <laughs> least one person out there – Enjoyed it and thought it moved pretty quickly. Okay, so we're,
0: we're trying to expand our audience beyond one. <laughs>
1: hey, you know, if you got one steady listener, you've got one.
0: Okay, that's right. So anyway, well, now that we're talking about the Disney Podcast Network,
1: what, hey, see, you see how I set you up for segues? Good. You're You're
0: good yeah, that's, yeah, that's a skill. Good marketable skill. <laughs>
1: yeah. We're
0: going to talk about the Disney Podcast Network. I'll put right
1: that now. on my resume. Good you at segues.
0: Could. That's yeah. all right. Um we're going to run down. I just want to just run, quickly run down the list of uh, podcasts you can find there because um, uh, a couple more have been added. You know, the Tissue Podcast Network is hosted by the Meandering Mouse podcast, a guy named Jeff from Houston.
1: Uh, yeah, a funny podcast. He's got his little Bill Murray he, uh, Caddyshack thing going. He's yeah, pretty he's, funny. He's pretty funny. Moo, um, <laughs> moo.
0: Yeah, so, um Trapped on Vacation is there.
1: I haven't when listened the, to that one yet.
0: He's pretty good. He, he talks about how he's got uh, he's got thirty million dollars because he's a cast member at Walt Disney World. So he says, with thirty million dollars of Disney monorail strapped to his ass and some, <laughs> and some sort of thing in his ear, he's he's pretty funny. He's pretty
1: good. You know, if wow. I worked at Disney World, that's what I'd want to drive the monorail. I've, it's, it's it's been like my dream since a kid to drive the monorail. I've ridden in the front car. I've I've blown the horn, but I've never got to drive it. I'm really I've driven a raft around Tom Sawyer's Island, but I haven't got. To, uh, uh, well, I probably it, shouldn't tell, but somebody's gonna be in trouble it, now because they it, let dream, me drive the raft. It, will come through
0: someday. All you, right, there's you one never of the know. Magic with Paul Berry. He's a he. He comes across more as your more laid back kind of a classical he, he's, classical.
1: He's a real dictate. slick one, right? His okay. his podcast is very slick.
0: Well, uh, park hopping is also slick, which is also here. Um, then there's Beyond Mainstream Street. I, I like parking.
1: Oh, that's my favorite, Lou and Bob. The Pod
0: is there. A guy named Aaron.
1: I, I, I like the and name. I'm, haven't heard it.
0: And then we have two new ones since we've talked last. There's Bringing Disneyland Home, which is also a vidcast by a guy in Oregon, I believe. And then the most recent one is another one you like, the ex- Extinct, att- <laughs> extinct you can't even say that, Attractions you? Club Podcast.
1: So yeah, I do like that right? one a lot. You know, see, here's – now, I'm going to talk about this a little bit because this, this – this will kind of answer, I think, some questions and continue some of our past things with the Sacred Cow attractions and my um, my eagerness to rip out some of the people's favorite things or, or modify them greatly, uh, not politically correct modifications, just good modifications, is those guys have made a business out of documenting attractions. Now, some of the videos aren't the best because you've you, you got to take what you can get when you're going back sure. to, to older attractions. But they've gained access to interviewing some really important people in the Disney history. Uh, I commend them for for the work they've done. If Disney really knew what they were doing, and I, I'd like to think they do. Um,
0: they've picked this up business for themselves?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, if they know that they're going to be, like right now, if they're going to change Pirates or the Mansion, that they would make one of their slickly done... Uh, you know...
0: Home video production. Product. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, you know, there was a time, you know, when Walt was around, he showed you the whole ride on the show. You still wanted to go ride it. you sure. know. For the last 10, 15 years, they tease you with, like, little uh, snippets. They don't really show you the whole thing. Man, he, Walt would spend a whole hour showing you, you know, one or two attractions and showing things off. And they just don't do that anymore, and... God, that wouldn't that be cool? I, you know, I, I know Horizons is leaving, but I know I can go buy this Slick package with, you know, perfect sound, uh, all the right angles. Now, I was listening to them talking. You can get a Horizons one where you can choose from all three endings from the Horizons show. Really? A great thing. Yeah, great thing about DVD. You know, DVDs got those yes. interactive menus and stuff. So, great, great one, and they've got a good, um, good website too, where they got that link to the. The, imag- the guy that likes to make the signs in the trash cans and tells you how to uh, do it with cheap uh, materials. Uh, uh, Backdoor, back no, Backyard Imagineering. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fun. It's cool. And, you know, I one one that doesn't have a vidka you know, if you're going to get into that, and Extinct Attractions mentioned it, and I was listening to this, and it rang my bell. They had found or come across the Monorail Society website, and I'm a member of the Monorail Society, and a friend of mine is a member and has got a little press. He made something called the puppy monorail and this guy's brilliant. He's my architect friend. And it's just one of these guys and go out into his backyard on a weekend and build a, you know, uh, uh, a shopping mall. You know, I mean the guy's just incredible. Um, he built his own roller coaster in his backyard. He calls it Dragon Dragonflight and it can it can be taken apart and disassembled. It's basically a straight drop with a couple dips and stuff in it. But he completely designed it, modeled it in three D, built it He's got some press about it. He's becoming friends with the head of the Monorail Society, which this one guy has actually built a working monorail in his backyard, a kind of small scale. I think it uses a, an engine from a lawnmower or something like that. I don't remember the details. Go to the Monorail Society website, and they'll show you monorails from around the world. It's amazing. It has nothing to do with vidcast or podcast. It's just if you like Disney and you like monorails, you can't live without seeing the site. And you'll find some links somewhere to his, his little puppy monorail. He had a litter of puppies. He wanted to take pictures to, you know, before they got rid of the puppies. So anything the camera sees is done. And like Disney, you can't see it. It's on the backside. It's not finished. But he built this thing in a weekend. It just makes me sick how, you know, he can go, oh, I just went down to Home Depot, bought some lumber, you know, and, you know, yeah. next thing you know, he's got this. It just, he makes me sick. He's one of those, he's a true Renaissance man. He, he really is. That's um, but his name's James Horeca. You'll see probably links to his stuff. Uh, but anyways, that, that's another good website for Disney stuff. And I know that means Lou will spend tomorrow afternoon, uh, <laughs> or Bob instead of working, he'll be looking up the websites uh, that I tend to list off. Um, oh, I keep my my one of my cubicle buddies who's a big Disney fan. I'm always sending him links because he's a he's a Nautilus fanatic and i 'm always sending him stuff on the Nautilus, and it just floats his boat um, so anyways, right. so does we, that cover all of our podcast friends yes, out there? It
0: does, and the last thing we want to do is exhort people to send us email you know we'll read them we'll take the suggestions if they strike us as something fun we'll um, we'll talk about it
1: yeah, and we have been kind of semi approached about. You know, the reason you're listening because you like our format, um, you like our banter, you like that, you know, we'll we'll drop a non-Disney sanctioned four-letter word now and then. <laughs> um, so if you have some subjects that are a little more on, along those lines rather than uh, the cutesy stuff because there's enough of the people out there doing the family-oriented uh, that you can find and the tips and, the, you know, all that, uh, we're not here to give you... a those kind of tips, we may give you some kind of tip, but not those kind. Send us those kind of suggestions if you want something, you know, like the strike that's possibly coming up, yeah. something that's a little more edgy. Let us know what you'd like to hear about because uh, we like edgy. Uh, and, so we we, and,
0: and, and you know, at, at an hour and a half here, we don't mind talking either. Uh.
1: That is true. So
0: we, yeah, we have a plethora of email addresses. Way too many. (laughs) Info at micecast.com, feedback at micecast.com, Greg at micecast.com, or Mike at micecast.com. Send us an email.
1: Uh, Don't forget Richard. We're dickless again because he was, I think he got lost to our secret, you know, recording studio (laughs) here in beautiful, sunny Southern California. Um,.
0: Either, yeah. So there's Rich at MyScast.com. Yeah, yeah. We We, we got
1: to get him a GPS. I didn't think it was that hard to find, but. Yeah.
0: Well, you know. But either way, send us, send us, send us mail. We'll uh, we'd like we enjoy hearing from you. If you like it, we'd like to know that. If you don't like it, we'd like to know that. Although we're yeah, probably good. less likely to respond, but you know, <laughs> we still want to. We still want to get all the feedback we can because even though this I, this is our tenth, this is our tenth wow. show in the can.
1: Ten and how, how much time? We started just, on
0: like the eighth of February, I think.
1: Wow. And well, that's pretty good.
0: So a month and a half. And uh yeah. And whose so
1: I who's whose who's idea was this podcast anyways? Richards. No it wasn't. Was it,
0: sure it was. No. Wasn't Richards?
1: No, Richard doesn't have an idea in his ass. You can um, tell me it's yours. It was my idea. Okay. I just see you were the one that facilitated it. I said, you know what we should do? We should be doing this now. How do we do it? And and you were the techie guy and you figured that out. Oh, wow. I'm just a personality here, you know. I, you know. Oh,
0: yeah. I just read the, just read the cards. Sorry. I'm the
1: one that make up things like DFs.
0: <laughs> that's called a double entendre, right?
1: Yes, it is. Meeting that's stuff. very good of you to figure that out. Being a Navy guy, now I wasn't sure you'd figure that one out.
0: We should. Uh, I think we should sign off right about now, though.
1: Yeah, I think we should. But no, you know, like I, I always like to say goodbye last. That's,
0: that's just, fine.
1: You know, you that's in my contract, that. by the way.
0: What contract is that?
1: It's the one that's in my head. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we, we we thank you for listening. Uh, send us an email. And I'm going to say goodnight. Great to say goodnight. night. Good night.